When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. 651-641-1071. We're taking your calls on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. Hello. And the reason I'm asking is I know you've seen this story. It's so stinking cute. And also, this three year old is a genius. This three year old, who's local, by the way, um, because this cake that I'm about to tell you about was made at a local bakery called the Thirsty Whale. Um, this three year old requested a very odd birthday scene for her birthday cake it was the scene from the lion king where spoiler alert musafa died and simba overlooked you know looked at him yeah man that's tough it's a sad scene that's sad now when asked why do you want that on your birthday cake this three-year-old genius said that everyone will be too sad to eat the cake and it will be all for me (laughs) that is a smart kid it's genius that's a kid who understands the power of cake. It is so smart. That that is what will alleviate your pizza, your your, your cake stress. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. nobody else. Just turn people off. Yes, they don't want to eat that sad cake. Yep. And All she's fine with it. It was her idea. So anyway, it just got me thinking though about like that is a sad scene in a movie. Yeah. Oh, and for sure. Actually, as I'm thinking about it, most of the sad scenes that I'm thinking of that make up the saddest movie scenes for me are from Disney movies. Well, that's like my first and saddest. Yeah. Is Disney. Like the first sad right. scene I ever saw in a movie was Bambi. Yes. In the theater. Yes. And her mom, spoiler alert. Yeah. Dies. Guys. Yeah. Fire. I mean, it's awful. 651-641-1071. What is the saddest movie scene? Let's go to a, uh, let's go to Robin first. Robin's been holding for a while. Thank you for holding Robin. Robin, what is the saddest movie scene? I've I've got two. Um, one would fit better on a cake. Oh, okay. So the one that would fit better on a cake is the the little girl's red coat from Schindler's List. Oh my gosh, we said this yeah. when we were yeah. prepping the show. That is yeah, the really, saddest. That's true. Really sad. The other really good sad movie scene is Sally Fields breakdown in steel magnolia oh Oh, god yeah so sad oh oh robin thanks for making us sad but then ends with one of the funniest right well let's you know let's focus on that part yeah so that we don't get too sad let's go to elena elena what is the saddest movie scene and would you put it on a cake so you could have the cake all to yourself hi elena hi elena hi What's the saddest movie scene? I'm going to stick with Titanic and seeing Jack and Rose yes. in the water holding hands oh. on a cake. Well, he's frozen. I mean, spoiler alert. 
He doesn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> like, put it on an ice cream cake. The, okay. That's a great idea. That's genius. Thank you, Elena. You could just have him like, uh, you know, just the hand falling off the just the hand oh. in the door and, a couple and her just meanwhile all in the up. background the ship is in the that thinking is, that is offensive. Well, I mean, <sighs> okay, so let's go to Melissa. Melissa, you'll give us the final word on this one. Uh, what is the saddest movie scene, and would you put it on a cake? Hi, Melissa. Mel- yeah. Okay. Um, terms of endearment when she says goodbye to her kids. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't watched it for years, and then I watched it. Being a mom, oh, it just wrecked me, and I, I can't watch it ever oh. again. <laughs> oh, but you know, Melissa, what we've learned is if you put that on a cake, then you'll get to eat the whole cake yourself. Yeah, either that or you. Yeah, because yeah, everyone will like run <laughs> screaming from the room. How dare you? <laughs> Yeah, that makes it all better. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. Have a great day. What do you think? So, Bambi for you, Bradley. Bambi. Oh, totally yeah. Bambi. First and foremost. And I will say, normally I run screaming from sad movies like that because I just, it's too much. Well, when you want to escape, you don't want to feel into the sadness. right? Holly, do you have a sad, what's your saddest movie scene? I would put the scene from The NeverEnding Story oh. with Artax. And oh. I'd put Artax right on the cake. Kind of half submerged already. <laughs> so bad. Trying to pull out the horse. Because the horse just keeps sinking. Oh, because, sinking. yeah, because it just didn't want to go anymore. I swear to you, I think I didn't make it through that scene. Nobody does. Right. Like, Nobody I, does. I feel like I remember watching the movie and just being like, I'm tapping out. I can't do it That's anymore. Such a good yeah. Movie. Artax sinks in the swamp of sadness. No, uh, spoiler alert. I mean, we're spoiling that for you in case a, you haven't seen Never Endings. A 40-year-old movie. I'm just yeah. saying, you know. How dare you? Oh. Kind of like how at Titanic, at the end, the boat sinks. Yeah. What? I know. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. I would. I, I was going to actually go with Bambi, too. Oh, as I'm like, sorry. No, no, no. You can't, we can't have the same scene though. There are plenty of other sad scenes. The other movie, the other Disney movie that made me access emotions I was not comfortable with. Um, and thus, I've never actually watched the entire movie is in Dumbo when Dumbo gets oh, separated I, I won't watch that. from oh, his yeah. mom. Just, I literally, when the, when the new one came out, I was like, no, no I don't want to watch, watch that. that. No, yeah. and no then, thank you. Then it will just be the lyrics to Baby Mine. Worse. And it will be Mom right. behind oh. the, the bars. No. And only she can slip her trunk out and okay. cradle right. little what are Dumbo. You doing right now? Stop it. It's so bad. Not- and I mean, then it's all so the good bad. I cried animal so moms hard. and nuzzling their babies, but Dumbo's mom just can only <laughs> slip her trunk out. Okay. <laughs> so, seriously, I don't want to access my emotions today. <laughs> so, we need you to put that away. <laughs> It's okay because at the end of accessing your moments or your these moments, these feelings, I'm, there's cake. That's true. At least in this scenario, where's my cake? Well, you're not getting it. Okay, but just so, so see, you know, we're not doing that. Oh, unless the cage cake. even says "mad elephant" on it. Okay, she's like literally watching it right now on YouTube. I am. When we come back <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh my gosh, we have another publationship to talk about but this one is a zombie publationship uh, meaning it wants our brains yeah meaning uh, it it's dead but we're still talking about it this one is one we called modi and we'll tell you how it's uh, resurrected when we come back after this on my talk 1071 well we've got a publationship we need to touch base with on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live 
at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And this publationship is a zombie publationship. Uh, it has not been a thing for a minute, and that's why it's going to sound really confusing when I say we're going to talk about Modi. Modi. Modi hasn't been a thing. What's a Modi? That would be a Miley Cyrus and a Cody Simpson. Yeah, I mean it's 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 like Cody Simpson's not even pretending that his relationship with Miley Cyrus was real at this point. Oof. And he basically says what we knew all along in this uh, piece in Us Weekly. It's a very definitive uh, statement on publicationships today. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties while I'm tap dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also having. Are you technical it's difficulties? Been that kind of day. Oh, I feel goodness. Like I think Mercury is in retrograde. It is. Yeah, correct. It's happening. Anyway, uh, back to Modi. Yes, exclusive. Cody Simpson reflects on reason behind Miley Cyrus breakup. You learn a lot from it. You know, they're friendly exes, Colleen. Mm. There's no bad blood. Um, so he was speaking to 60 Minutes Australia. Because he's Australian. He's Australian, which is Australian for beer. Mm-hmm. Beer. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Quote, he says of his publicationship, and I should say 60 Minutes in Australia is not quite the same caliber of journalistic um, competence. It's a little tabloidy. It's very tabloidy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that might indicate why he was a subject of discussion or conversation. Mm-hmm. Quote, Everything ended fairly amicably. That is with Miley Cyrus. You mean the contract? (laughs) It was just one of those phases, I guess, you go through and you learn a lot from it. Mm -hmm. It was a phase? Okay, he Mm -hmm. goes, I'd known her for like a long time at that point. She kind of acted almost like, not as a mentor, but she was always like a heightened creative person. We went from kind of being like good friends and just having a lot of the same friends to being together for a while. And taking pictures of ourselves in various stages what of a, undress together. What a sentiment on the like relationship you're having with someone. Right? You're like, we were sharing the same space. He goes on to say, for right now, two halves can't make a whole. Okay. Can you do math? I mean, can two halves make a whole? I don't know if Cody Simpson can do math. No, exactly. For right now, two halves can't make a whole. I mean, they can. By definition, a half is half of a whole. Right. So two halves are a whole. Maybe he thought it was whole (laughs) H-O-L-E. He needs further clarification. Um, that that statement. For right <laughs> now, two halves can't make a whole, and we are individually just working on ourselves, becoming the people okay. that we want to be. Which is just rude, because basically he's saying on behalf of Miley Cyrus, she's only half a person. Yeah. Also, she's I'm a only mess. Half. We can't be together. Um, like everybody else at this age, we're just deciding who we want to be with our lives and what we want to do with our lives. Okay. What? All right. Um, anyway, so um, the moral of the story is when you look at, uh, he does go on to say they revealed they're better off as friends than dating each other. We knew that at the time. Um, the right. moral of the story is they're, they're, it's not even like they're pretending to have had a real relationship. Like in the first chunk of what he says, it essentially gives it all away. Like we weren't even really having a relationship. It's just like she was being a mentor. And that's exactly what we said at the time. Like, the minute she was like, first of all, 
Cody Simpson did something for her. That is Miley Cyrus. Do you remember what right. that did for yep. her at that moment? He erased the stain <laughs> of the uh, Caitlin Carter relationship, which what the reason why that was a big deal was because it started while Caitlin Carter was still married. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Caitlin Carter and Miley Cyrus are making out on a yacht, right? Mm-hmm. And what whatever you think of that experience, it very clearly forced a public um admission that that she that is Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth were divorcing. Right. Oh right? yeah, that was the other thing. So they yes. were divorcing, but it the way that it looked as if she was cheating on Liam with Caitlin Carter. Right. Whether or not that's true, and like I think we postulated at the time that perhaps that relationship had long been over and they had gone their separate ways, right. but here they were in public being forced to reckon with that fact in a way that they weren't ready to deal with, you know, on their mm-hmm. own terms. So the minute, you know, after then remember that Caitlin Carter and Miley Cyrus were like, like she was going to meet Miley's mom. Yes. Right? Like there was all, there were all these. Oh, weird, they were like going to brunch together. Yeah. It was like very relationshipy. So it sounded, it looked very publationshipy and then it ended unceremoniously. And suddenly five seconds later, she's like shacking up with, uh, like half naked in the bathroom with, with Cody, Cody Simpson. Simpson. And he got her through an illness. Do you mm. remember she had an illness? She had her vocal cords operated on. And he was there to feed her soup. And, and write her poetry yes. and sing songs to her. And um, touch her oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. public mm-hmm. while they both wore like sexy clothes. Wasn't yeah. he like Neptunian? Yeah, that it, pr- mm-hmm. Prince Neptune. Yeah, Prince yes. Neptune. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was very, uh, it was very Megan Fox, Kelly and Machine, Machine Gun. Gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Anyway, the, the moral of the story is he provided a service for her. Yeah. In that it took all of that conversation about Caitlin Carter and Liam Hemsworth away. And then she did something for him. Boosted his career and visibility. Yeah, because he and had let an him, album coming out. Yes, read his poetry to the world. And so he was able to, you know, she was able to like throw him a solid mm-hmm. uh, or do him a solid, throw him a bone, <laughs> throw him a solid or do him a bone. I think that's hey, can you do also me a bone? <laughs> can you throw me a solid? Don't ever say those things to me. That sounds Hey horrible. Colleen, I need you to do me a bone. No. Negative. <laughs> no. no thank you. Uh anyway, so so he and, and in talking about his publicationship, which he's acting like was a relationship, it sounds that way when he says hmm. I'd like known her for a long time at this point. She'd kind of acted like a mentor or not a it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. She's a mentor, but she was a heightened creative person. We went from kind of being good friends and just having a lot of the same friends to being together for a while. Like, wow, sing it. Mm. Like, tell us about how yeah, true your love was for like, one another. Like, you were he just doing it. He didn't a, read the script. Yeah. Also, the other thing I would like to invite, um, I don't, I, I wish we understood better how these publicationships like form and take shape. But in the absence of that, I would just like to um, send a quick message to the publicationship makers of America <laughs> and say the following. I think it's important when you're going to start a publicationship to have some trajectory and idea of how it's going to end. Well, fa- time and time again, publicationships fail yes. in delivering the payoff. And I look need no further or need look no further. That too. Than um, doing a bone <laughs> with <laughs> or throwing a solid in the direction <laughs> of... Um, their name now escapes me, and we talked about them for so long. Um, <sighs> give me the a original publicationship, not Chonus, but the second one. Um, oh, wow! I'm working <laughs> on it too. I'm working on the <laughs> Miami walks. Um, oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, that oh. would be Sean Mendez, Shamila, Shamila. Uh, yeah, yes. Shamila. What I'm saying is like they, they failed to give us the payoff yeah. like they just mm-hmm. like were hot and heavy for attention and then like drifted apart and then we're just like gone yeah from the world that's the problem is that they they start off strong and then everybody's invested there's and there's no narrative arc there's no narrative arc and that's what's frustrating about it and actually is another hallmark of a publication ship when a publication ship falls apart because the problem is nobody has figured out how to make both parties look good on the other side of that. So rather than do the publicationship breakup, they just do the slow fade because there's no way to, to preserve both people. And then one of them will like come out and say something like, look no further than Cody Simpson, Cody Simpson, but also Mayomi Wines. Mm, that would be Katie Holmes. 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 So like like her people came out at some point and were like, yeah, they're not they're not doing that. But- and then the next thing you see is him, you know, trying to, you know, get close to Zoe Kravitz. And you're like, oh, okay, I see who we're dealing with. Yeah. This guy just wants to be close to celebrities. Yeah. So hire us. Because I help. will give you the narrative. It's very easy. And we said this, uh, we predicted it with Shamila and it never came to be, but um, and maybe someday it will. But the 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 obvious conclusion for them is be, it, it would have been a great one for these two as well, because they were friends to begin with. Mm-hmm. They were essentially not using each other, but like leveraging one another's publicity for mostly Miley's, but mm-hmm. um, for their creative endeavors. Great. OK, so then you say, you know, we started as friends and we're going to end as friends. Like we just decided yeah. it was better for us to go in our own direction. Um, and remain friends, man. But also then you have to read the script. Yeah. So you have to both be able to deliver that in a believable way. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. When we come back, celebrities, we know things. We'll do it for you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have celebrities behaving badly. We call them demons. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. 
Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi, happy birthday! Thank you. Oh, oh, yeah. hey! Right. Did you okay. order the stripper, Holly? Um, I was kind of excited. Why does he look like Danny DeVito? Well, because that's all we could afford. Well, yeah, on a midday budget. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, we have some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about, and we have a name for them, and that name is Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, have you heard the name? Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the name mm-hmm. Piers Morgan? Uh, I've heard enough of it in the last few months, uh, but not in the last couple of weeks. Thank God. Bing, yes, Piers Morgan is a repeat offender here on the Colleen and Bradley mm. Show's D bag segment. Why? Well, because he likes to set himself on fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. All for money. Uh, quote. Piers Morgan says, good morning, Britain. Totally wants him back. Okay, yes, sure. Sure they do. Good morning, Britain has invited controversial newsman Piers Morgan. I Controversial newsman? Newsman. Wow. No. That's not what I would call him. Uh, mm, I'm not can't. allowed to say those words on say, the air. Thank we want to stay you. on the air. Um... They've invited him back to the show following his departure in March over backlash he received due to his criticism of Meghan Markle. So basically they're saying, um, or he's saying rather, like, things have gotten so bad since I left. They called me up and they were like, oh my God, we totally need you back because we would be nothing without you, peers. Come on. Didn't we see this coming, though? Of course. I mean, it's so obvious. He's so predictable. Area narcissist, turns out, mm-hmm. wants to make it all about him. Yeah. Right? Shocking. That's the actual headline. So... Apparently there was a ratings dive. So this is, you know, sure. I would I will grant him. I bet there ha- there was a ratings dive because I would imagine that what was attracting people uh like Moths to a Flame or more accurately flies to a pile of dung mm-hmm. is the salacious uh nature of his mouth moving. Yeah. Right? So like sure, you can catch a pretty big audience by you know, um, televising a train wreck. Right. But that doesn't mean that long term that's going to benefit you. And that doesn't mean that you don't, I don't know, hold people to some basic standards. That's the piece that's frustrating about this is that he's almost rewarded for his um, obnoxiousness. And sure, I mean, listen, I have I am guilty as charged in terms of having uh, tuned in to hate watch or hate listen to things in my life. Right. That but that is not sustainable because at some point you run out of road with that. Yeah. And he, but this is such the narrative that you knew that he was going to use, which is look at this, look at their suffering without me. And I am the only thing that can fix that. So I'll be, they want me back. Yes. Uh, and they, they go on to say, according to all sources, they reached out. There have been approaches. Never say never peers revealed. According to this other tabloid, um, he has refused to apologize, um, and he apparently offers no regrets. Mm. So, okay. 
Do you know, like, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows back up, right? Because, again, I don't think that, you know, the people who put things on TV are necessarily um, the most, like, I don't think their biggest concern is the right thing to do. It's the most beneficial thing to do to make their show successful. I would hope that in the long run it's to do the right thing, but... Uh, we have to realize that these people are out to make some money. Yeah. And sometimes a train wreck is a pretty... Uh, Effective way of doing so. Or a pretty lucrative mm-hmm. thing, right? And um, I think if they were to welcome Piers Morgan back, it would be clear that um, you're going to end up in this situation again. So I just feel like maybe find somebody else who can bring an audience and also not... Like, you can say things that are... Like, there is a way to be not controversial per se, but um, thought-provoking. Yeah, or like to like push the envelope in a way that's not offensive or hurtful to yeah, groups of or people. like racist, right. insensitive, right. and just jerky. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe spend your time finding that person, because I bet there's probably more than one. Right. And wouldn't that be... I mean, that would be the message to send to Piers Morgan. Yeah. Like, you're not the end-all, be-all, dude. Yeah, in the short term, no. And I'm sure it's like the talk, you know, I think of Sharon Osbourne, right? Like, Sharon Osbourne's probably like, they'll never amount to anything without me. Like, you can see her shaking her fist somewhere Yeah, um, in the UK or probably more likely in, I don't know, some other place because I don't know where she is. Um, but, you know, sure, in the short term, but in the long term, like, yeah. you think you're like... Anyway, I could go on. Who is your D-bag? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say a name. You don't know her, but that's fine. Like, I literally don't know her? You literally don't. Her name okay. is Louise Fisher. It turns out you're right. I don't yeah, know her. Yeah, not a big deal here in the United States. However, she apparently is kind of a big deal in Denmark. She is a journalist in Denmark. And um, she was visiting an area near Copenhagen earlier this year. Uh, she was covering the sex club industry specifically as it relates to COVID-19. Okay. So oh, like the, how they're being affected. Yep. And the story was about them starting to open up again. Mm. So in the segment, she was, uh, this aired during a radio four morning show, um, in March, but now it has gone viral because here's what had happened. While she was conducting her audio interview for a radio program, she began to participate (laughs) in the the activities in the sex club, which included sex. And she had sex during her interview. During her interview. And she. Way to commit yourself to your art, to your your, work. uh, Yeah. She is moaning in the interview. On the radio. On the radio. Okay. Um, She told them, quote, it's a big bed in the middle of the room. They invited me up on it. They wanted to show me what to do in a swinger club. And then they started touching my body. She said she hadn't planned to have sex during the interview, but, quote, for me, it's very natural. It's part of my job to give an insight into a world that not everyone has access to. Thank you for giving us I mean, all access to it. Literally. Uh, yeah, she said, though, what was this? the gift she gave everybody in this moment oh, wow. was that Humble. it loosened up the guests who were initially very reluctant to take part in the interview. And, and once they saw the person who was interviewing them 
having sex publicly while conducting an interview. Okay, this is too this is too European. Uh, yeah. Even for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable. How continental? Yes. It was a two minute long segment. She's mm. asking questions to her interviewees while the others quote. What do you think? Pants in the background. <laughs> this is. I am too. <sighs> Oh too much of a prude to have this experience. Later, she can be heard asking a male guest about his experiences at the club while they're in the middle of the act together. No. Yes. It's just a strange thing. I can't speak Danish. Or what do they speak there? Danish. Danish. I can't speak that language. I eat Danish. I don't <laughs> well, speak well, Danish. So, so does apparently this reporter. <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't listened to the segment because well, it, I just it feel like Danish it loses it. Because it was a it Radio is, 4. Yeah. No, I think it's in Danish. I, the only reason I say that I think it's that. It's Danish Radio 4. Oh, okay. Is because there's a video, there's like a still shot with a I, caption. I'm not even. And it's in Danish. It's a bunch of A's with the little. Heard a heard a bird. Circles over. Oh, some umlauts maybe. Yeah, not even an umlaut. What is oh, the yeah. small circle? Whatever that is. And I don't even know how to pronounce that, but um, she's pronouncing it. I just, you know, not very huga. I of- feel well. Anyway, I don't even know. I don't even know I what to do with know. that. I don't know I what to do with know. that. Can you imagine? You're just sitting. No, I would be like, him, excuse, hmm, excuse, excuse me. And then they're doing it. No, if that's like, you know, I mean, sure. You do a report on like uh, a local delicacy, and you're gonna try the local delicacy. Sure. Try the fish. You try the fish, but you're you know, Holly. <laughs> My favorite part is uh, she she wants you to know. You know, most people were really fine with this. She's had a lot of support. Uh, she says, yeah, and I bet they're mostly men and they're mostly she, like, hey, she that says, was a really great job you did over there. In an interview where she was not having sex with the Copenhagen Post, she said, quote, people have written things to me like great respect, brave and good journalism. Is it? I don't know. Um, Again, I just think I'm too American and too not comfortable with my body in a public way. Yeah, I don't know. To be fine with this. No. Yeah. Anyway, that's why she showed up uh, in this segment. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, look, another publication show. Oh, my gosh. They're coming out of the woodwork. They are. This one is one uh, that has a a divorce element to it. It's one that we call Cavalutler. And we'll deal with that when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Here he is in retrograde. <laughs> so true. My microphone won't even work. Uh, it it's is, running away. It is. Um, it's like, I've had enough of these deep eggs. Not us, the story. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And we've got another publication ship to catch up with. <laughs> It's, it's exhausting. So hard it's to hard to keep about up with all this. These fake relationships. Hard to keep up well, with. Well, it's not that they're fake, you guys. It's just that celebrities utilize, they leverage their relationships for publicity. Mm. And Cavalutler are no different than any other publationship. So, what is a Cavalutler? I don't know. Okay. I don't care. Do you want me to uh, do yeah, it? Yeah, no. It's, it's Kristen <laughs> Cavallari and Jay Cutler. And actually, this was a sort of, um, this was kind of like a, 
accidental publication yeah. discovery. We, we we don't really normally uh, follow the Kristen Cavallari experience. Um, we have kind of a personal connection to it on uh, characteristically. Yeah. Um, her hairdresser. Her friend. hairdresser. Yeah. Uh, and well, when, what would he even call himself? Hair designer and guru. He's just like a he's, he's a, a colorist. He's like he knows his stuff. He's a celebrity. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. In his own right at this point. Um, anyway, that's kind of the thing that drew us to the story of Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler's relationship end, mm-hmm. right? So we learned uh, during the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic yeah, this last was very spring, early COVID, ago, yeah, just about a year ago. Well, they're in headlines again, and here's the headline, and let's break it down. So here are the headlines: TMZ, Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari, divorce holdup. I want half her company exclusive, because you know TMZ mm. doesn't speak in complete sentences, right? Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler were going ahead with their divorce, as we previously thought. And then, apparently, sources close to the ex-couple tell TMZ, mm. the reason it's taking a while to finalize their divorce is because Jay is seeking 50% ownership of Uncommon James. Now, that's Kristen's um, lifestyle brand, jewelry apparel, etc. I have so many questions. What does that mean? What does Uncommon James mean? It's just, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. In terms of like where she got it from, I'm yeah. sure there's a whole story and fans of Keeping Up With Kristen. Or what's the show called? The, the Very Cavallari. Yeah. Wasn't that the name of her show? I think so. Okay. Anyway, I'm sure they would know. But anyway, the moral of the story is, according to all sources, TMZ was told that Jay is insisting he should get a stake in UJ, a brief, mm-hmm. because Kristen launched it while they were married and well before he filed for divorce. Our sources say Kristen doesn't feel like she owes him anything because she didn't, because Jay didn't put any of his money into the company. She claims she funded it and is pushing back hard. Now, you are an astute publicationship watcher, Colleen. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this story? Well, first of all, I think that the law actually has some uh, things to say about these types of business Ding. arrangements. Mm-hmm. And so clearly this is provided by somebody in the relationship who wants to look good and, it's probably... and wants the other one to look bad. Well, I'm going to say it's Kristen. Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. And I think it's because she wants she doesn't want to have to give over half her company. Right. Um, and wants people to think that Jay stole the you know, half of her hard earned work. And I'm mm-hmm. like, 
do you not remember how this marriage thing works, kids? Right. right. I mean, and also, do you not remember how this divorce thing works? Yeah. Like, again, the law, there's actually like law, law. <laughs> legal stuff, legally stuff, legal words, contracts. Yes. That, um, are already written for these exact types of situations. So doesn't that beg the question, why didn't you guys have a prenup? Exactly. So, you, yes. Thank you. That's also, what I'm thinking. Also, that tells me that when you guys started this business, you were totally hunky-dory with it being 50-50 because you wouldn't go into something like this not understanding what your your risk and uh, um, liability was. Right. But, okay, okay. but... There's something funky about their relationship to begin with in terms of what they were trying to lead with mm-hmm. and how quickly everything kind of crumbled. And because, also how it started to come back together again. Right. I forgot about that, too. Um, yes, because, okay, so in January of this year, they posted a picture that made it seem like all was well. Yeah. And not that they were dating again, necessarily, or maybe they were. Nobody really knows what they were trying to say. But there's a picture of the two of them together uh, in January of 2021. I think she's the one that tweeted it or Instagrammed it. Anyway, the the caption was, the world is full of users. Ten years can't break that. No, but that was a direct... That was a direct missile launched in the direction of somebody, if I remember. It's hard to keep these straight. I know. And Holly, because I feel like you would remember this. I think that that was directed at somebody who was revealed in a blind item that was trying to make hay out of of her relationship with him. I I feel like there was something coming from, like, there was something that was allegedly supposedly trying to sully their relationship prior to ending things mm-hmm. or to make life difficult for them since announcing that they were getting divorced. And I just don't remember what that piece was because I, I very distinctly remember us covering this Kristen moment. was uh, seen out and about with a comedian by the name of Jeff Dye. Is that what you're thinking about? No, I feel like it was a woman um because Mo- moving on because she would cover yes hmm. yeah i don't remember yeah i don't either either way it's interesting that you would want a, the public facing part of your relationship to look that way while behind the scenes you're trying to hold up divorce proceedings because you don't want to follow the letter of the law yeah which tells me that um somebody's just not doing what they thought they were going to do. Because again, I don't think they would have gone into this business venture without having clear boundaries and understandings of what risk and what liability people would have based on their non-existent prenup. If they didn't have one, right? The only thing I can think of, and I seeing headlines from back in January was that Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm? Yeah, that was her. All right, so... Is Is that the same person who's showing up in the... With Alex Rodriguez. Oh, she is busy. So, the story goes, this was published in January by BuzzFeed, that back in December, Madison LaCroix's ex named Austin Kroll was linked to Kristen Cavallari. They were spotted out on a night out together in Nashville. Then rumors began swirling that Madison was jading Jay Cutler Mm -hmm. after Jay Cutler 
visited his mm-hmm. hometown. So, so they came out like, you all are trying to make hay out of our names. And who does that sound like? Mm-hmm. The very same person who's trying to make a hay out of? Alex a- Rodriguez. A- Rod? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oof. So Madison LaCroix also being linked to Alex Rodriguez, that Alex Rodriguez was DMing Madison LaCroix. And that was one of the reasons why he broke up with Jennifer Lopez. Okay. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that you don't want to be that person who's associated with these kinds of stories. Yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah, no, I But I, I'm just saying. Yeah, no. I mean, clearly this person is trying to get attention. And it's working cuz I just I mean when before if you said LaCroix, I just wanted water. Right. But now I'm like Now you're like I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in Wisconsin drinking water. Mom. Which is actually from Wisconsin. So I think at the end of the day, please look to see where this LaCroix uh, mm-hmm. story is coming from. Because mm-hmm. that person might actually just be LaCroix Carbonated Beverage True. Company. Both trying to quench a thirst. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, yeah. Somebody's yeah. thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the latest Instagram post from Madison LaCroix ha- has a picture of herself fishing in a swamp with the caption in quotation marks, no phone zone, clearly taking a picture on her phone. Okay. That's when and fishing in a swamp seems real. Or, I don't know. It's probably not a swamp. I bet it's like <laughs> she's in Charleston. I mean, there's like the you know, swamp is tabloids, and she is fishing. Yeah. Oh, she's fishing. Don't headlines. worry about Maybe it. It's a wetland. That's what we like okay. to call it. Okay, stop yeah. I'm not. Gonna I don't need to do anything with that. further this analogy. Natural habitat. Using the term. Thank you. Wet. Thank you. That was Anywho. innocent. Anywho, oh, you know, yeah. Anything that comes out of your mouth ain't innocent, honey. Best of luck to uh, Jay Cutler on. You know, getting some of that cookbook money and whatnot. Cookbook money? Does she have a cookbook? Oh, yes. We've looked through it. Oh, we have? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. She likes to Photoshop the pasta while wearing all white on the cover of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really great. It is. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to be making a dish from Kristen Kevlar's cookbook. I'm just kidding. And it's called Pizza's Court. That's what we're yes! going to do. Yeah, oh we're God, going to Pizza's Court after this on My Talk 1071.